All right, good day, and welcome to another episode of the Faith Campaign. Um, we're going to be um, we're going to continue on these signs. That's the album, these signs, and today we're going to talk about the number two on the list, according to Mark sixteen, from verse seventeen to eighteen. It says, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out demons. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall speak with new tongues. That's what we're going to, um, we are going to be looking at today. Hallelujah. They shall speak with new tongues. Glory to God. All right. So before we delve into all of that, I want to quickly do a little bit of a, a recall. I want us to jog our memory as to the things that we have um mentioned earlier in the course of this series and one primary thing one important thing is that we must understand to start with that the primary audience the primary audience that jesus talked to when jesus made this particular statement in mark 16 the primary audience were his disciples hallelujah those were his primary audience so it means that whatever it is that jesus said the playhouse we need to look at the disciples for the playhouse Take, for example, if Jesus prophesied or he said things that would happen in the future, just like we have in Mark 16, he says, these signs shall follow them that believe. So we know that there are people that would believe in the future. And he says that these signs will follow them that would believe. Did you see that now? Because as at that time, it's not as if that they already, it's not all of them that already believed. In fact, the beginning of that discourse was how that Jesus rebuked them. Did you see that? How he rebuked them for their unbelief. So he had to teach them how to, you know, how to bring them to that place where they would believe, that place of faith. So he says that, having done what he has done, having done what he did, I mean, you know, having done what he did, that he's teaching them, opening the eyes to see so that they can come to that place of belief. Having done that, he said that these signs will follow them that believe. That is, when they go out and preach to people, that these signs will follow them that believe. Now, I want us to know something very important. Those that believe that Jesus is talking about in Mark 16, verse 16, says, and these signs shall follow them, I mean, verse 17, these signs shall follow them that believe, that those that believe there, includes also the disciples, which were the primary audience. Did you see that? It includes the disciples and those that the disciples would preach the gospel to. Did you, did you, did you understand that? So, the, 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 that, um, it's, 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 it includes them. That's what I'm trying to say. It includes the disciples, you know, the, the, the people that Jesus is referring to as saying that the signs would accompany the people that Jesus referred to when he says that these signs shall follow them that believe, them that believe there includes both the primary audience there, which were the disciples of Jesus Christ, and those that will hear the disciples of Jesus Christ in the future. That is, when they go out to preach, those that will hear him, including us today, right now, that we have heard the gospel. Did you see that? And every other person that will still hear the gospel through us is inclusive in that them that believe. Did you see that now? So, that's important. And then, also too, I want us to know something, like I said, that the primary audience is, disciple, is the disciples. So, it means that the very foremost 
play out of the things that Jesus talked about, the very foremost play out, the first play out of the things that Jesus talked about will be seen in his disciples. It will be seen in the disciples. And the disciples here, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the general, I'm talking about the 12 apostles. Hallelujah. It will be seen primarily in the 12 apostles. But, of course, like I said, that the audience, I mean, the, the, these signs are for them that believe. The them that believe there includes both the primary audience, that is the 12 apostles at that time, and every other person that will believe the gospel later on, which includes us in these days. Hallelujah. Jesus said it includes us in this very age. Glory to God. Now, but let's understand that the very first set of people that we would look to, to see all the things that Jesus said, to see the fulfillment of it, the people to look to is actually the 12 apostles. Glory to God. Is that how you drive a person? This is important. All right. Okay, so another thing I want to reiterate is that these signs, there are two, it's a two-edged thing. Two, you know, it's a two, it has two edge to it. Number one, one of it is that these signs there connotes, it talks about, the signs is talking about the ability that a man receives as a result of the spirit within did you see that? So he says that they shall cast out demons in my name. They shall cast them out. He talks about the ability. Hallelujah. He talks about that ability that comes to a man when the man receives the indwelling of the spirit. So that man is able to cast out demons now because of the indwelling of the spirit that the man has received. All right. One other thing too. I mean, the other thing too. Number two is that the person will be able to speak in tongues. So he talks. This is also ability. Hallelujah. It's ability. So, a man's got ability to speak in tongues because of the indwelling of the Spirit. Hallelujah. To speak in tongues because of the indwelling of the Spirit. So, that is one dimension to it. Now, the other dimension to it is that it is as a witness. So, when we look at these signs, number one thing Two things are to look that is what we should watch out for. Number one is that it is it talks about these signs is referring to the ability that a man receives as a result of the spirit within. Number two thing to look at is that these signs are as a witness to the gospel of Christ. They are to witness to the efficacy to the truth about the gospel of Christ. That's what they are to witness. They are to witness to the truth of the gospel of Christ. So when these signs are in manifestation, like what I talked about, about the, um, the operational function, when these signs are in manifestation, two things. Number one is that it shows the ability of a man because of the indwelling of the spirit, what a man can do. Because of the indwelling spirit. And then, number two, this number two is actually the number one, is the primary. The primary operational function is as witness to the gospel of Christ. Is as witness to the gospel of Christ. So, saying it in another way is that when these signs 
when any of these signs are in manifestations, it's either two things. It is either to just show that a man has got an ability to perform or to manifest that um, the particular sign, which is proof that the man has got the indwelling of the spirit, or it is a sign to witness to the gospel of Christ. So when these signs are in manifestation, two things, it's, it is either... It is either of these two that it will achieve. One is that it will um, prove that this man has received the indwelling of the Spirit. That is, there is a show, that ability to perform that sign, uh, to manifest that sign. Or as witness to the gospel, the power of the gospel of Christ and the truth of the gospel of Christ. Did you see that now? So, please, let's not lose sight of that because as we begin to look at, like we have looked at um, that of casting out devils now, we're looking at speaking in tongues now. So, we need to um, see these two dimensions. Did you see that? These two functions, we need to highlight it when it comes to speaking in tongues. Did you see that now? So, number one, we said that the speaking with tongues there talks about abilities. They said they shall speak with the new tongues. You see the word new there? Um, could mean the two things. New could mean fresh, something fresh, like um, um, I'm trying to I'm trying to use the particular now. All right. Um. So the um, the idea of the new. Let me just try and explain that. The new, you know, it could be two things. Number one is that new could be something on use that is freshly made. You know, something that is recently made. Did you see that now? Take for example a car, maybe a, a car, a new, a new car that somebody has not used before. Did you see that? You say it's a new car. Take for example, it could be a two thousand model, year two thousand model of a car. It could be a year two thousand model. You see, but the fact that it's new, it has not been used before. You know, you say it's new. Did you see that? You say it's a new car, and then the person bought it. You know, probably just. Remove the nylon itself. You know it has not been driven before. Did you see that? So that's that's a new car. You see, but at the same time, new could mean. Secondly, new could mean could mean something new like novel. Did you see that something novel? Take for example, maybe a model, a new model of a car. Say maybe a two thousand and twenty-one model of a car. Or maybe a new car, a new design of a car, you know, that is newly designed so that you've not seen that kind of car before. You see, it's different from the one that is unused now, that has not been used before. But we're talking about something that has not, you've not seen it before. That's actually what it means. In fact, another word for it is novel, unheard of, unprecedented. And you know the meaning of unprecedented? You know, when you say it means that never seen or done before, that's what it means. That is, there is no precedence to it. Did you see that? Now, in context of what we're talking about now, talking about the new signs, I mean, new tongues, they shall speak with new tongues. There, he's talking about, he's not talking about that uh, probably the language that will be, um, will be spoken. Of, of 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 the believer of them that believe it's not as if the language will be something new entirely are you still with me it's not as if it's going to be something new like something new entirely 
it doesn't it doesn't necessarily this is what i'm saying it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be something new like they've not nobody has heard it before no it doesn't have to be that's not what he's saying it's talking about the second meaning of the word new and that second meaning of the word new is that novel characteristics or the fact that it's novel that is never heard before and what is never heard before or never seen before is to find somebody who is an African man, for example, did you see that? And has not been out of his country. In fact, has not been out of his village. Are you with me now? And then you find that person speaking fluently in Chinese, for example. Did you see that? Communicating in Chinese. You know, and that this man did not did did not learn this in school or something. Did you see that? So obviously, you your the only conclusion is that this man it's supernatural. This man get to speak this particular language supernaturally. Did you see that? And that's what that's the news there. It is novel that if you find people with a particular language speaking in another language. That's what is new. is novel. That's one way to look at it. The other way is still novel. The other way is the fact that that ability to even speak in tongues is novel. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's novel. Nobody spoke in tongues. Really, really. If you want to look at it well, nobody really spoke in tongues. Nobody spoke in tongues before that day of Pentecost. And it's as a fulfillment of what the Lord Jesus already said in Mark, as accounted in Mark 16, that we are considering right now. Did you see that now? So it's the fulfillment of Mark 16 that um, these signs are followed and that believe in my name, they will cast out demons, they shall speak with new tongues. It's the fulfillment of Mark 16, speaking with new tongues, that we see in Acts chapter 2. Glory to God. Did you see that now? So, Back to Mark 16, they shall speak with new tongues. The new tongues there is the fact that it is novel. You've not found anybody speak in that. You've not found anybody that at any time, you know, spoke in that particular, you know, had that ability. Thank the Lord Jesus. That's the word. It is, what is novel is the ability of a man to speak in tongues. That's novel. Without learning. Did you see that now? So, the ability to speak with tongues is novel, is new. Also, when a man speaks in tongues and is speaking in another person's language, for example, it is also novel in that the man did not learn that language from anywhere. The man is speaking that language or began to speak that language or spoke that language at a particular time, you know, supernaturally. It's novel too. Hallelujah. Now, the first part, the first one that I said, that is the ability to speak in tongues. And now, the ability to speak in tongues I'm talking about, now I'm talking about speaking in tongues as that ability to communicate in tongues with God. Did you see that? I'm talking about the speaking in tongues that we use as for prayer, as our prayer language now. That's what I'm talking about. That's the ability part. It is by the indwelling of the Spirit that a man is able, you know, to speak with tongues. 
And it's the ability, ability, ability of the this science. What it does is to give its proof of the ability that a man has as a result of the spirit within. Now, the other side to this science is that part of witness. So when a man speaks in tongues and he's speaking in the language of another person, glory to God, he's speaking in the language of another person and then communicating to that other person. That At that level, it is not um, speaking in tongues as a prayer language now. Rather, it is as a witness to the gospel of Christ. Oh, <laughs> I hope you get what I'm trying to explain here. All right, let me say it again. When a man speaks in tongues, or the speaking in tongues, as the Bible talked about in Mark 16 here, he said he shall speak with new tongues. Number one is that he's talking about the ability that the man receives to speak in with new tongues because of the indwelling of the Spirit. That is, the Spirit of God that a man receives to indwell him, having believed the gospel, is responsible, is the one that gives utterance, is the one that gives that ability for a man to speak with tongues. Whichever tongues you want to write, either it's tongues for communicating, you know, between man and God now, as prayer language, or as a sign and witness to the gospel of Christ. That is, you communicate in the language, in earthly language, that is the language of another. You are communicating in the language of another. Did you see that now? Either in whichever, it is the ability of, of um, the Spirit of God. The ability that a man received because of the indwelling of the Spirit. So when speaking in tongues is a manifestation, it's two things. It's either two things. One of these two things that it will do, the purpose itself. One as prayer language, which is secondary anyway. Did you see that now? And then the other one. The other one is as witness to the gospel of Christ. And when he's at witness to the God of Christ, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about these signs. Did you see that now? So it's as a sign. So the person that you are communicating in his own language, knowing fully well that you didn't learn it and there's no way you could have learned that language, that the person will acknowledge that you are speaking this language supernaturally, that is by power. You are speaking this language by a, a higher power. Did you see that? And so by that, the person will be opened because of that supernatural experience. The person will be open to the gospel of Christ. And you can preach the gospel to the person and tell the person, I see, I'm able to do this because of, because of this. And you also too can come into this place when you believe the gospel of Christ. Did you see that now? And then the man will be opened and then will receive the gospel of Christ. We believe the gospel. Did you see that now? That's exactly what happened in Acts chapter 2. Peter, they said they supposed Peter and the other people that were there, they supposed them for, you know, for a drunk person. And Peter responded, he said, how could we be drunk at this time of the day? He said, this is not drunkenness as you suppose. He said, this is that as was prophesied by the prophet Joel. In Joel chapter 2 verse 28. Hallelujah. And then from that place... From that point, Peter began to preach the gospel, began to expound, you know, what was in the Old Testament. He talked about David, how that David talked about these things to the end that they might believe the gospel that he preached them. 
And we saw the results. Because of that sign of tongues, because of that sign, hallelujah, because of the manifestation of the sign of speaking in tongues, alongside with other signs, which we will still talk about, hallelujah, because of the manifestation of those signs, hallelujah, we saw that 4,000, I mean, sorry, 3,000. So we saw 3,000 people were saved. 3,000 people were saved. That's, that's, that's profound, hallelujah. You see, that's the witness that Jesus already talked about in Acts 1 verse 8. And also in John chapter 15. We looked at that in the previous episode. Look at Acts 1.8. It says, And ye shall be my witness. Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Ye shall be my witnesses. Did you see that now? So that's the witness that Jesus is talking about. Witness to what? Witness to his resurrection. Witness to, his gospel, to the gospel. The gospel is the resurrection of Christ. It's the gospel. So witness to that resurrection. That's what happened. Hallelujah. So, tongues, speaking with new tongues there, like I've explained, the new tongues there talks about something novel. And number one is that their ability, it's novel. The ability to speak with tongues is novel. And of course, now speaking in another person's, um, you know, language, communicating in another person's language is also novel. Praise God. Did you see that now? That's what he's talking about. So it's not necessarily that they will speak in um, new tongues, like the tongues that have never been before, or that is never heard. It could be that, you see, but that's not the context. That's not what he's stressing here. Hallelujah. That's not what he's stressing. That's not the point here. That um, it's, it's a new tongue, like fresh. You know, nobody has, you've not heard such tongues before. Like, um, I mean, no, not necessarily. Praise God. Not necessarily. More importantly, is that ability is novel. Hallelujah. Do you see that now? That ability is a new, more important thing. That new tongue, the ability to speak with new tongues. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Did you see that now? So, what I'm trying to establish here is this. Tongues, speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, two things, basically. As a prayer language, and also as witness to the gospel of Christ. Those are the two things, basically. So, you cannot say that, um, and, and let me say that, see, as prayer language, you know, it's just what we are familiar with, according to um, uh, First Corinthians chapter 14, reading from verse 1, you know, to 3, there about, you know, talks about that, how that we can, you know, pray in tongues, and then if you go to verse, verse 14, Paul speaking, he said, I thank my God, I pray in tongues more than you all, he said, I, what is it then? I will pray in the spirit. I pray in understanding also. I'm speaking. I will, I'm singing in the spirit. I'm singing in understanding also. He said, but if you look at the beginning, he, talk, he talked about speaking with tongues generally. That's what he talks about in the beginning of First Corinthians 14, chapter 14. Glory to God. And then if you check later on, down that same First Corinthians 14, which we're still going to look at probably in the next episode, we will see how that he talked about that these tongues too are for signs. Glory to God. They are for signs. If you look at 1 Corinthians 14, verse 21 to 22, it talks about that these tongues are for signs, that they are, they are for signs to the unbeliever. He said they are for signs not to the believer, 
verse 12 now, verse 22 now. Therefore, signs not to the believer, but to the unbeliever. And that was exactly what we saw happened in Acts chapter 2, as we call it in Acts chapter 2. That was what happened. Glory to God. You see, we are going to, we are going to in the next episode, we are going to look at Acts chapter 2. We are going to look at it from verse 1 to verse 12, and hopefully maybe more than that, we are going to dissect it. We are going to look at it well and analyze it. Praise God. Because some, some believe that um, in Acts chapter 2, that they spoke in tongues and interpret. That there was interpretation of tongues, you know, in Acts chapter 2. We'll look at it. How true is that statement? Was there interpretation of tongues in Acts chapter 2? We're going to look at that. Hallelujah. You see, but all this thought first that tongues are for signs. Glory to God. They are for signs. And don't forget where we are coming from. We're coming from Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16 says, These signs, these signs shall follow them that believe. Don't forget what a sign is. A sign is a pointer to something. That is, a sign does not point to itself. A sign points to something else. And so in this case, what is it that these signs point to? These signs point to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's what it points to. And that is the gospel. So it is as a witness to the gospel of Christ. It's as a witness to the gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. It's as a witness to the gospel of Christ. That's what it is. Primarily. Glory to God. Primarily. <laughs> Primarily. Primarily. Did you see that now? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. I want us to go back to that uh, Mark chapter 16. I want us to go back to that Mark 17. I want to point something to our attention there. Look at verse 17. He said, And these signs shall follow them that believe. So, and then there is a list of these signs. It says, In my name they shall cast out demons. That's a sign number one. Glory to God. It, number two, sign number two, he said, they shall speak with new tongues. And that's what we are, you know, considering. You know, so let's look at it. So number one, from this scripture, we see that speaking with new tongues is a sign. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's a sign. And it's been grouped along with a number of other things that is um, casting out devils, how that... Um, they shall lay us on the sick, and the sick will recover, and they will not be hurt if they drink any deadly things. You see that now? So it's being grouped together in that. So it means that whatever it is, whatever sign that casting out devils, you know, points to, hallelujah, it means that that's the same sign that speaking with new tongues would point to. Are you with me? So it means that whatever it is that when you lay your hands on the sick, you shall recover, whatever that sign of putting your hands on someone and then the person recovers. Whatever it is that he points to is the same thing that these that um, speak with tongues will point to. Hallelujah. Did you see that now? Glory to God. And so let's go back to that. I already mentioned that earlier today. I said that primarily these signs, what they point to, they are a pointer to the presence of the spirit within did you see that now? That is the presence of, it means that a man has received the indwelling of the Spirit. So if you have the indwelling of the Spirit, it means that one of the signs 
of that that you have received the indwelling of the Spirit is speaking with new tongues. And I say that that talks about the ability that a man receives, having the ability that a man has by the virtue of the presence of the Spirit within that man. Did you see that? So because that man has got the indwelling of the Spirit, he's got an ability, he's got ability. And one of those abilities is being able to speak with new tongues. Hallelujah. Did you see that now? That's one. Number two is that these signs are for witness to the gospel of Christ. They are for witness. They are as witness to the gospel of Christ. So, these signs, when you find a man manifests any of these signs, it is proof. It is proof that that man has got the indwelling of the Spirit, one. And also, it is to witness, that is the manifestation of any of these signs, is to witness to the gospel of Christ. Did you see that now? So, number one is that it's proof that the man's got the indwelling of the Spirit. And that's actually secondary anyway. You see, but the primary is the fact that a man, by the manifestation of any of these signs, that man can witness to the gospel of Christ, can authenticate, you know, the gospel of Christ, can prove that the gospel of Christ is fruit, and it is what it says it is. Hallelujah. Did you see that now? Glory to God. So, and now, if, if we have established that two things, basically, is any of these signs, as listed in Mark 16, verse 17 to 18, any of these signs would accomplish two things. The manifestation of any of these signs is to achieve two things. One is proofs. It proves the indwelling of the Spirit. And I said that secondary, actually. And then primarily, the manifestation of these signs, any of these signs, is as witness to the gospel of Christ. Is a witness to the gospel of Christ. Now look at it again. That part, um, Mark 16. Hallelujah. Look at the Mark 16. It says, These signs shall follow them that believe. So, what is it that they are supposed to believe in? It's the gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. So, these signs shall follow them, but believe the gospel of Christ. And what is the gospel of Christ? Hallelujah. The gospel of Christ is the resurrection of Christ. Did you see that? It's the resurrection of Christ. So anyone that believes in the resurrection of Christ, that the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is payment for his sins, whosoever believes such, it says these signs shall accompany those that believe such. And so it means that what the sign points to, or the signs, you know, what they point to really is the fact that this man, the fact that a man has believed the gospel, that's what they point to. It points to the fact that a man has believed the gospel. So when you have believed the gospel, these signs would accompany you. And so it points to one, because when a man believes the gospel of Christ, he receives the indwelling of the Spirit. So it points to one, the indwelling of the Spirit, and also the witness. It's also as a witness, glory to God, because Jesus already said this in um, John chapter 14, John chapter 14, there about, if not 15, I want, to, I want to, glory to God, all right, it's not John 14, let's look at John 15 then, I know it's one of those 
John 15, the last two verses. Glory to God, John 15. Look at it for verse 20. He said, but when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father. He's talking about the Holy Spirit there. Look at it. It said, even the Spirit of truth which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. So the work of the indwelling of the Spirit that we receive, the time that we believe the gospel of Christ, is to testify of Jesus. And look at it. What would he testify of Jesus? Glory to God. If not that he came and he died and was raised from the dead for our justification. That's it. That's actually the purpose, the primary purpose of the coming of Jesus Christ. Do you see that now? So if the Holy Ghost is testify of him, that is what the Holy Ghost is going to testify of him. That is of the truth and he's come from the Father and is the way to the Father. Do you see that now? Is the way of salvation. Now look at verse 27 of that John 15. Verse 27 says, And ye also shall bear witness. Ye also shall bear witness because ye have been with me from the beginning. Did you see that? Glory to God. Now if you check the book of Acts, 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 Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, I suppose, Jesus speaking, I mean, Peter, Peter speaking there to also mention this same fact, how that the Holy Ghost, that they were to bear witness. Look at it, Acts chapter 2. Glory to God. Look at it, Acts chapter 2. Let's start reading from verse 31. He's seen this before, speak of the resurrection of Christ, talking about David there. Eh? that his soul was not left in hell, and neither his flesh did see corruption. These Jesus had God raised up, whereof we all are witness. Did you see that? He said, we all are what? Witness. Glory to God. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shut forth that ye now see and hear. Did you see that? So, I mean, Peter confirmed out that they are what? They are witness. To that they are to bear witness to the gospel of Christ, the resurrection of Christ. There is another scripture I want us to see. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He said they are witness to the gospel of Christ. They are witnesses to the gospel of Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at another scripture here. That he talked about how that they are witness to the gospel of Christ. Look at it, another scripture, John chapter 3, I mean Acts chapter 3, verse 15. He said, And killed the prince of life, whom God has raised from the dead, wherefore we are what witnesses. Hallelujah. Did you see that? Did you see that? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, there is a number of scriptures. That's just what I'm trying to establish. There is a number of scriptures, you know, that proved how that they are witness to the gospel of Christ. They are witness to the gospel of Christ. And so, what is used 
In fact, there is a particular scripture I'm trying to bring out here where he's talking about how that they, the Holy Ghost and they themselves are witness to, to the gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. All right. Uh, well, I, I really cannot place my hand on that particular scripture now, but what I'm trying to bring out from that scripture is to establish the fact that we are witness. Them that believe the gospel of Christ are also witness to the gospel of Christ. So these signs are a pointer. They are a pointer to the received of the Holy Ghost to indwell them. And also, it's also a pointer um, not, I mean, it's, it's as a witness. That is, by these signs, they witness to the gospel of Christ. They witness to the fact that Jesus was raised from the dead. And the end of that, to the end that people might believe, you know, the gospel of Christ and come into that same place that they themselves are. And that's the place of sons being a member of the family of God. Hallelujah. You see that now. So that's basically what this is. So when you hear that a man spoke in tongues, I mean, the speaking tongues are said here in um, Mark chapter 16, verse 17, speaking in tongues is as a sign. So the question is, was there, was it, is it the fact that somebody spoke in tongues and then you just hear somebody speaking in tongues? You just heard somebody speak in tongues that way. Is that a sign? Now, does that, does that really, is that a sign? In fact, in contemporary terms, I'm talking about this uh, age, when you hear somebody speaking like that, is that really a sign? Is that, is that a sign? You just, you just, the truth is this. If somebody from um, another, if somebody just hear me speak, you just probably think I'm speaking in another person's language. Though he doesn't understand what I'm saying. Did you see that now? So it's really not a sign. He's just like he's speaking in his language. Did you see that now? You see, but when it comes to being a sign, it means, hallelujah, it means that there is, there is, there is a level of understanding. All right, so it is a sign when there is an understanding from the listener did you see then that is the person that is listening to me or the era understands what i'm saying and i'm probably communicating a message i'm passing a message to the person while i speak in tongues did you see that so it means that the person must understand what i'm saying and what will now amaze the person or will come out as surprise the person and that is when it becomes a sign is the fact that I have not learned that language, yet I can speak it or I'm speaking it at that point in time. Did you see that? That is when it's a sign. The person will be amazed. So it is a sign at that point. But if the person does not understand my understand what I'm saying, I mean, if I'm speaking in tongues and it's not the language of the person, then there is no point. It's not a sign to the person. The person will just easily, like I said earlier, the person will just take it for you are probably speaking in your language and um, I don't know it. And I mean, he doesn't know it. So he wouldn't bother. You just see that now. But when you speak in the person's language and the person is aware of the fact that you do not know how to speak that language, you didn't learn that language. That is when it becomes a sign to the person. 
and the idea of the sign is that you know it 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 gets the attention because that's what sign does anyway did you see that when there is sign manifestation of signs that way it is to command the attention of the audience so the attention of the person is commanded and that's why we said these signs are for witness to the gospel of christ so when the attention of the person is commanded then the person will give attention you know will want to listen to what you have to say and by that you can preach the gospel explain the gospel to the person and then the person believes the gospel of christ so that's why we said that these signs are as witness to the gospel of christ they witness the resurrection of jesus christ hallelujah you see that now so that's what it is glory to god so let's note that so speaking with tongues there is not like um um like i mentioned earlier the new there is not talking about something um like a new language entirely not necessarily rather the new there is the focus or what the new qualifies is the speaker not the ear and not the listener or not the language did you see that is the speaker that ability of the speaker to speak in a language supernatural you have not learned that language that is what is novel that is the new thing about it did you see that now hallelujah so we'll stop there and then we'll pick it up from here in the next episode we'll be looking at we're going to dissect um acts chapter two like i mentioned earlier you see, in the next episode, Acts chapter 2, we're going to look at it, you know, well, and then see these things and answer the question as to whether um, there was interpretation of tongues, you know, in Acts chapter 2 or not. Glory to God. Thank you so much for your time. God bless you. See you again in the next episode. The message you just listened to is from the teaching ministry of Pastor Yox. For inquiries. Please call plus two three four eight zero three eight six zero six nine 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 or send an email to pastoryox at gmail dot com. Thank you.